Welcome to the Humanise the Numbers podcast series. Leaders, managers and owners of ambitious accounting firms sharing insights, successes and issues that will challenge you and connect you and your firm to the ways and means of transforming your firm's results. I think as well it's 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 being prepared to li- not forcing your views on clients as to what they should do. It's It's really listening to the clients when you're having that interaction and what you might have to say might not be that um, technical, complex. It might be very simple, but it can be incredibly profound, and clients appreciate that. And you kind of think, well, how how, how can we put value on that? We'll put value on it because um, it's taken us years and years of experience and expertise to get there. That's what we're doing, and the client's happy with the outcome. I wonder, how would one of your business owner clients feel about an accounting firm who was committed to building a better future. That firm is Wooden Disney. And on this podcast interview, Brendan Howlett shares insights in how that's folded into the way they work. Brendan also unpacks the goals they have for client contact for their different categories of clients. And interestingly, how committed they are to those points of contact. So Brendan, to kick off, would you give us an introduction about yourself uh, the firm, and just a little bit of background just to get uh, this into some sort of context. Great. Okay, thanks, Paul. Yeah, um, I'm the joint uh, owner of Wooden Disney um, Limited. We're based in Colchester in Essex. Uh, it's myself as one owner and Peter Disney is a uh, joint owner. We've been going now, coming up for to 10 years. Um, both of us have got checkered past with various other um, accountancy prof- uh, firms in the Big four and top 20. And uh, we felt that uh, if we merged our minds back in 2011, we could do better um, and be more fulfilled in what we were doing in the, in the profession and with our clients. We've got a team around us, uh, 10 of us in total. Uh, we're all in one office. Um, half the team have probably been with, um, with Peter beforehand. And now they're, I think, three of them. I've hit a 20-year anniversary, so in terms wow. of staff turnover, you know that's that's something we can be proud of. People don't tend to leave us, which is great. And we've also got some, you know, thriving, good young people with us as well that are, are very enthusiastic. And that's that's a big part of um, Wooden Disney is the people, not only internally but also our clients as well. Mm. In terms of um, the clients that we work with, we've probably got about 150 limited company clients, and then a good number of sole traders and tax return clients as well. We're trying to build up the advisory-only clients, but that's that's a, a very much in its embryonic stages and work in progress. Um, and I, I guess working with Peter, when I joined him in 2010, it became clear very early that the, the firm is centred on innovation and technology, and we're always looking ahead. Peter loves all that stuff and trying to get to the next um, big thing, which is great. And I'm, if you like, perhaps the reins on the vehicle to stop it speeding off and just slow it down and bring it back and operationally make sure we're, we're working together. So we, we, I think we've got a good fit. I like to think so. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. sure Peter would say it. the same. It sounds it. So tell me, um, when I look on your website, Brendan, you, wouldn't Disney, real-time accountants with a human touch. What, what, is actually, what does that actually mean? Well, I guess um, if we look at the human touch 
first. Although the technology is there and it's all about numbers and it always has been with accountants, I think there's a good number out there that perhaps uh, affirms that perhaps see their clients once a year. They might not even see them in person. The books come in, the work gets done, it gets pushed out with an invoice. We'll see you in a year's time. So there's no human interaction there. Yeah. And I think over the last five years with the um, march of the cloud and cloud accounting software and, and technology, it's become clear to us that the machines can do all of that. Mm. They can crunch those numbers. They can prepare the accounts. They can do the tax returns. So how do we differentiate ourselves from all these other firms that are out there or from the machines? It's by maintaining that human touch. We want to have human interaction. We want to um, speak to our clients, see our clients more than once a year and not just about year-end accounts and tax returns. It's about them, their lives, their businesses, their goals, their ambitions, their problems. So we talk to them, we listen to them. Yeah. And part of that is just jumping slightly ahead there, Paul, is what we want, our aim is to build better futures for them. The real-time accounts, accountants bit, it comes from, I, th- I think we realise that, well, anyone can call themselves an accountant, there's no regulation. Mm. Speaking to our clients, I don't think, one, they care whether you're a chartered accountant, you're a chartered certified accountant, you're a management accountant, or you're just an accountant. Mm. So again, it was, well, let's try and take advantage of real-time accountants and let get it across that we're not focused on the past we're focused on the here and now and again it's it's still getting that across you know like you've asked me that question i'm really having to think here is what what are we trying to achieve there yeah it's just a bit of something different rather than you know monty python have got a lot to answer for <laughs> you're you're an accountant you know you're you're boring as as, as anything you're gray yeah so just something to help perhaps give us that little bit of an edge over the competition. Does, does that give yeah, you yeah, enough yeah, to go no, on it's there? Cool. It's cool. How, uh, uh, j- just to pursue that line a little bit further, how, how do you actually track and measure uh, your firm's performance against um, the, the real-time accountants with a human touch? What KPIs are you tracking and measuring every week or every month that prove that you really do deliver on that real-time accountancy and or that human touch? Okay, so we, we re- uh, probably... Two, three years ago, we we brought in Centre as our um, uh, CRM system. I don't know. Do you know that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and part of that also allows you to um, manage your workflow. Part of that um, allows you to set whatever goals you want to deal with your clients. And one of those is communicate with your clients on a regular basis. So that links into how we graded our clients so our A clients, we we have reminders come up for the team to talk to them at least once a month. B clients, probably once every other month, and other clients, it's, it's we we aim to do it at least once a quarter. And whether that that might not always be a meeting, yeah. But for the A cl- clients, it's certainly we, we go that way. And over the last six or seven months, Zoom meetings have just um, taken off. So that's that's one measure. In terms of um, other areas we and you'll be pleased to hear this paul as a result of the aga um, initiative sure you you and doug suggested that we have um weekly lead generation meetings yeah and we brought that in a couple of months ago 
So we're now, um, Peter, myself, um, one of our senior guys, David Rudd, uh, are regularly going through our existing clients and saying, well, look, these are A clients and we're doing all this work for them and they're generating X number of fees for us um, a year. Why are we not pushing up our B clients to become A's and generate an equal amount of fees? Right. So, so we're challenging each other and then taking an action from that to, to contact them to say, and again, another thing that's um, come out of AGA, Paul, this is sounding like a plug for you. It's, yeah, and I don't it's, want that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no I, I get that. And it's, it's not. Uh, um, it's It was the... The, the session we did around um, quarterly reporting, hmm. because I think initially you told us to go around and think about management accounts. And we kind of think, well, no one wants management accounts. We've tried with clients. But when you just change that wording slightly to quarterly reporting, and it was yeah. like, wow, it, it was a real epiphany for us to kind of think, well, yeah, well, okay, they might not need quarter, uh, management accounts in the old traditional style, but they do need a quarterly report and interaction of, how are they doing? It fits nicely with us in terms of the real-time information because the vast majority of our clients are, are using cloud software. Yeah. So that's that's another measure that we've brought in. Um, okay. So so if I hear you right, Brendan, so you, all your A clients you're speaking to proactively once a month, whether mm-hmm. you know phone, Zoom, or face to face. Yes. And you've got a measure that actually uh, tells you that that's happened or not, thanks to the yeah. use of Centre. Yeah. And um, you be clients uh, every other month, and everyone yeah. else every quarter minimum. Yes. Yeah. Well, all right. And uh, and are you, you seriously telling me that you track and measure those numbers to ensure that all those numbers every quarter, for example, are being hit? Well, they should be. That hesitation. <laughs> that hesitation suggests that maybe you're not quite on it there, Brendan. Yeah. But, but yeah. go on, fight back for me. It it should be happening. And there's no reason why it shouldn't. But again, it's I, I completely get what you're saying there. It should there should be some kind of measure as to make sure it does actually happen, rather than me relying on the, the team to say yes, I've made absolutely, that absolutely. And I, and I think you know it, it's you know I, I've worked with firms for the last eighteen years, and and it's it's as if the accountability bone. Is, is starting to grow for the profession, uh, but it's around what exactly? And there's a number of things that you can apply accountability to, but clearly an, an obvious one, the easiest one, are the, are the core numbers that drive what your firm's about. And if you're serious about the human touch, you've got centre set up, which is brilliant, and you've got a, a measure, which is A clients every month without fail, B clients every other month without fail, every other client every quarter without fail, but you haven't got an accountability process in around that, then... It may be that the odd client, it gets they get missed. Yeah, but maybe they don't. But we don't know. Uh, and if you're deadly serious about you know real time accountants, real real time accounts with a human touch, then you'd be taking that measure really quite seriously. So I, I just, no, that's you know, that's that's fair comment, Paul. I, I take that on the chin. Yeah. Now, can I just I'd just twist it a little bit? You 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 made the phrase "build better futures." Mm-hmm. And and I'm just wondering, what's the connection? What what's I'm hunting for? What's the central purpose? You know, what do you want to be known for as a firm? What, is it build better futures, or is it real time accounts with a human touch, or is it is it something else? Um, I think really, what we if, we if we go back to what why we do what we do, and we've done a lot of soul searching internally on that, and where we came out with is ultimately. We really enjoy and we want to help our clients. And that evolved to 
well, what what are we doing for them? We're actually helping them build better futures. Yeah. But I, I, I guess it's um, the technology, the cloud, has helped us really um, put that down, put, put a marker down for that. Because in the past, yeah, as a traditional accounting practice, we were probably doing that. We were talking to clients. We were listening to them, helping them reach their goals, doing all that stuff. But there was no formal framework around it. Okay. And if, if you like, the the technology has given us that push to say, well, we need to formalize this process um, yeah. because we know we've been helping clients for years to grow. We yeah. know we've been talking to them and listening to them, and we've built up a huge amount of experience and expertise. We've got a great team, and we've also formed strategic, strategic alliances with other professionals. All right. So... That's really led into so all of that comes to we're not we, we can prepare accounts, we can do tax returns, but that's not our real purpose. It's to help those clients that want to, the ambitious entrepreneurs out there, yeah. build themselves a better future and also for their families, their communities, whatever it might be. So it's it's all encompassing, really. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I love the phrase. Uh, Brendan, because th- th- there's an argument to say that the, the profession has, over the years, historically been guilty of providing historical information to their business owner clients. Yeah, and so well, th- that's what you, that's what accountants track and measure is the historical information, a profit and loss account and a balance sheet and a, you know, a tax calculations based on historical figures. Uh, but is it is it not trending because of the technology taking up so much more and being able to do so much more of the compliance style work? over time is it not that actually we're trending from accountants that are past focused to accountants that are future focused and if you're talking with every client or every a client every month about their future and building a better future then you're very much on that path aren't you in terms of yes we were once past now we're future so that that lends itself to this question is it's one thing to track and measure the number of meetings or the number of client interactions to use your word the human touches your phrase what about the actual quality it's one thing to pick up the phone or have a zoom call with the client but if you're not talking about the future with that client you haven't necessarily lived what it is you want to achieve i'm just wondering what do you do to ensure that that build a better future conversation takes place every month with every a grade client yeah, I, that's um, yeah, that's that's again another good question, Paul. It perhaps it isn't happening on every call. Yeah, but the focus certainly on on our A clients, it is, and it's also given us the opportunity to perhaps revisit, um, reset some of the grading, which it, which it did. And to be honest, because there were one or two clients that you know perhaps. Peter and myself were I've worked with a long time were cozy yeah. great relationship great people but if yeah. we looked at it objectively they probably weren't looking to build a better future with us yes I'd either you know got their uh, perhaps another professional that I'm talking to I know I know one business has got um the uh the, the chap his business partner is a multimillionaire, got a huge business so he goes to him for his coaching and that side yeah, of mentoring. things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So he doesn't need anything or he thinks he doesn't need anything from us to help. Yes. So we you know, it was, it was a hard 
decision for for Peter, but perhaps that client is a C or a, or a B client. Not, not to mean we don't like them any less. Yeah, and you don't care can... for them any less. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, no. But we, we, we um, so in some ways that's good because rather than saying, oh, yeah, they're an A client, they're an A client, it's well, what we're going to do about it. And, oh, well, I just need to have another conversation. It's, it's moved them down the pile, freed up time to look at others. Yes. Um, and put more focus there. And yeah, given yeah. us a, a clearer understanding of of who our clients really are and who yeah. we and who we want to work with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm, I'm guessing, and I need you to respond to this, Brendan. That you must have a pretty clear idea for all your A grade clients what their business goals are. For example, is 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 that a case? Have you have you can you put your hand on your heart and go? Yeah, for every A grade client, we know clearly what their goals are for their business and their 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 personal ambitions as well. Yeah. There's, there's my hand on my heart, Paul. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we do actually record that. Centre's so flexible, we can record what their goals are. Oh, um, um, so for each of those, there are three goals noted in centre. So anyone can see them internally, and we've told right. the client that we're recording them. Right. Perhaps what we should do as, as we move forward is just revisit and maybe reset those um, now now. They both they and us have become comfortable with that process. Right. How long's that process been going on, Brendan? That capturing well, of your client goals? It's probably a good twelve, eighteen months. Oh right. So it's not it's not like a new invention. All right. No, no, no. no. Okay. And 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 so are you you walk through a twelve month cycle. Are you have you got a process which revisits what their goals are? That's, or has it gone in and it stays in and that's it? Some I, I that's something we need to look at and revisit definitely. Right. Um, I'm just making a note on that. That's a good point, actually. Because, yeah, we probably felt, great, we've got their goals down, but have we really challenged them again and where are they in meeting those goals? Yeah. How, you know, you mentioned accountability earlier. Perhaps we should be holding clients accountable to how far they've got to achieving those those goals. Um, are they still realistic? Do they want them? So that, yeah, yeah. that that gives us, and if if nothing else, it gives us another topic of conversation. To uh, yeah, and a brilliant with. one. You know, you, you, if you look at the possible outcomes there, Brendan, if if once a year, one, you know, if you've got your A grade clients, you've got twelve interactions. One of those interactions is exclusively about their goals, for example. So one of the twelve every year is exclusively yeah. around their goals, for example. And if that was the case, you might walk forward twelve months, revisit their goals, and your clients really frustrated. Mm-hmm. And um, can you hear? I'm trying to avoid my um, colloquial language from Burnley, which involves swear words. There, um, but that you know, and if if within a 12 month cycle they're they're frustrated that they've not moved forward towards their goals, then they might be tempted to want to do something about it. Yes, which might involve your support, your guidance, your involvement in some way, shape, or form. Definitely. Uh, even if it was to direct it to one of your, your your network, like you mentioned earlier, of other business advisors and, and, and professionals to help them. Uh, you know, ultimately, Brendan, one, one of the key issues, isn't it, around uh, business owners making decisions is that, that you're, they experience some difficulty, some frustration, some pain. Mm-hmm. And if they experience pain, they'll make a decision to do something about it If once the pain gets big enough. Yes. Once yeah. the pain gets uncomfortable enough. And I just wonder if there's a real opportunity there with your um, that 12-month goals check-in with the client every year without fail is an opportunity just to revisit, you know, how, how they're feeling about it. Because it's not just about the numbers, is it? It's about the fee- how they feel about their goals. Yeah, definitely. Now, that, that's a really good point, Paul. Um, I'm just scribbling down a note on that. I'll make sure 
I catch up with Peter on that because that's I, that, that's definitely something we should do. Should take it's, away from this. Yeah, it's an, e- an easy, easy given what you've already got in place, which is brilliant. Yeah. It's just an easy, easy fix, isn't it? And then you know, if we were to have a, 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 this this discussion in a year's time, I go, oh, "Are you tracking those numbers?" Then uh, you know, Brendan, you know, <laughs> and at least you're having a conversation with every client every year about what they want to change. Priorities change, don't they? You know, grandchildren come along, children come along, people leave. You know, mm-hmm. priorities change. Um, so let, let's just go down that. Um, Facts, numbers versus feelings piece, which is um, a bit edgy when it comes to talking to accountants. Um, but if you're having the, the human touch um, and we're looking forward, if we were to throw something which is arguably even even more powerful, is that you know how are you, how are you how are you, how are you interacting with your clients and maybe even just turning this onto your team, your team in terms of how they are feeling about their business, working with you. In what ways do um, the conversations you have with your clients reflect, discuss, challenge clients about how they're feeling about the business and about the work that you're doing with them. That's yeah, yeah. That's a, that, that's a bugger that's, of a question, isn't it? That I guess it is. Yeah. I, if we jump to the team first, yeah, I think that you're absolutely spot on there. That was a that was a real and is an ongoing challenge to get some or all of them to um, accept that perhaps they need to go about their work in a different way. Right. But they've got the, the full support and backing of Peter and me to do that. Um, so they shouldn't – yeah, they're going to feel uncomfortable about it. And, you know, I'm thinking of a couple of the guys in the team um, immediately spring to mind. But others, like David, he's, he's really embraced this, and it's, it's yeah. different. And uh, – and you know he loves it. He he doesn't want to be sitting at there at his desk, crunching numbers through a spreadsheet. He'd much rather be talking to a client about their goals, their their problems, how we might yeah. be able to help solve them, how they're going to get there, what help can we give them. So mm-hmm. that bit is, um, and hopefully that will just you know cascade down to the other guys in 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 the team that mm-hmm. it's not just about taking their professional exams and that's it. They know everything. It's this there's, there's far more to it now, particularly. Mm-hmm. Today, in the changing environment we've had over the last five, five, ten years with technology, mm. and then you overlay that with the way the world's changed in the last seven or eight months, mm. it's we we know we've got to be constantly evolving in the way we deal with our clients. It's not just yeah, a yeah. case of the books come in, you do the job, it goes back, you know, eat, sleep, repeat, not that. With our with our clients, um, there are some, you know, be honest with you, it's that, that didn't like that approach. They just wanted um, their accounts done once a year for the least possible amount of money. Oh, you're yeah. far more expensive than so-and-so down the road. Um, yeah, but have you thought about that? Some of them we put up, um, without wishing to sound, sound arrogant, a, a small fight to keep them and understand why. Yeah. Others, we've said, just wave them off with a big smile on our face once they've gone. It's because it's made... Perhaps, you know, accountants aren't the most ruthless of people, but yeah. it's made saying goodbye to them a lot easier and for the yeah, right yeah. reasons for, for for them and for us. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what else you asked in there, Paul. Well, well, Brendan, if I can just point you, you, you mentioned something uh, earlier on in the, in the in the discussion about wanting to work with ambitious business owners. Yes. So it sounds like you've got clarity on actually there's a, there's a certain type of business owner that you want to work with and a certain type of business owner you don't want to work with. Yeah. And if you stick to your knitting on that, then it's going to lend itself, isn't it, to those future-focused, um, helping them uh, achieve a brighter 
future or better future, as you say, um, which is going to result in conversations that reflect the emotional impact of the last year's work and whether they have or they haven't achieved their goals so far or the the, the next stage of their goals. Yes. Um, Yeah, I'll pick up on that, Paul. That's that's, that's a good point because there was a lot of noise um, from other advisors to the profession, uh, conferences, oh, you've got a niche, you've got to niche. So we, Peter and I, racked our brains and thought, well, okay, we've got a, a good number of construction clients. We've got a good number of uh, clients that operate in healthcare or consultants. But it yeah. didn't really feel right for us, and we didn't feel comfortable of just being in that one niche. Yeah. But again, I, th- I think it was working with um, with Doug and the yeah. internal uh, your, your colleague Doug and the internal discussions amongst ourselves that we thought, well, who do we really like working with? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's the entrepreneur. And then I say, yeah, but we want them to be ambitious mm. entrepreneurs. So that's what that's really, if you like, our niche. Right. And by that we mean people that share our vision. P- Peter and I want to grow our business, grow our team. We've got our own aspirations to take it forward, and we feel that that's a direct fit with our clients where they run businesses that they want to grow and build. Well, again, we're linking back to a better future. Yeah. So and who. We we felt that the people that are primarily doing that in the small business um, market for clients that, that we operate in are what we call ambitious entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that they want to take it forward, they're looking to um, develop, to grow, um, perhaps take on something completely new. You know, we've had some some clients do that over the last six or seven months. Um, yeah. One one guy he he made a great business out, out of. Um, flash drives then right. he moved to um all the other paraphernalia that you've got around um, um logo stuff and of course that all dried up because these were coming from china they were rooted through holland he's contacting holland deals with ppe yeah and now he's getting contracts for ppe how he's managed to do that i do know but that, yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah, the yeah. type of client that, that we like working with that yeah, yeah, they've yeah. got that agility to, to shift with the times yeah, yeah, but it's very entrepreneurial, isn't it? And yeah. you know, there's a there's clearly an ambition there, and you know, an ambitious business owner is going to be comfortable having a conversation with you guys about their goals, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah for sure. So, tell me about. Uh, let's just t- turn turn the table slightly here, uh, uh, Brendan. If you look back over the last twelve or eighteen months, what would you put down as being one of the lumpy successes of the firm? Um, okay. I, you know, it's 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 going to have to be the C word, isn't it? Coronavirus, with All right. with, with what that meant for us. Initially, the shock, the horror, the anger, and what it might mean not only for us but for our clients and and our team. To be honest, yeah. but yeah. we've come through that, and I feel very proud that we've come through it, and we've we've not had to furlough. Any of the team, they're all very happy with what they're doing. So that's yeah. that's a big plus because you know, right at the outset, Peter and I were having those conversations. You know, what do we do? What's it going to mean for us? Mm. For our clients, um, yeah, we, we lost a few, but we were really able to um, embrace the situation and talk to our clients perhaps more and on a more regular basis than we've ever done before. Mm. And, and I think that's really cemented some of those relationships, strengthened them. They've stayed with us. 
they've continued to pay us because the vast majority of our clients pay us monthly, almost like a monthly subscription for the services yeah, yeah, yeah. we provide, various packages. Yeah. And they've not all stripped it back and said, oh, no, I don't want to pay you or can I have a break? They've been happy. So clearly, if they're parting with their cash through some tough times, yeah, we we must be doing something right. And, and I think as, as well, it's given Peter and I time to take stock of where we are. And I know we've, we've spoken at length internally and with Doug and yourself about how do we get through this? What are we going to do at the other side? So I think it's, it's really sharpened our focus on Wooden Disney as a business, if, I, if I'm honest. That, and that perhaps we wouldn't have done that without this pandemic going on. We would have just carried on until something else proverbial might have hit the fan or yeah, we yeah, just yeah. thought, oh, actually, we need to do something here, um, take action, because we're not growing or getting the uh, positive responses from our clients that we should be because we're, mm. we're too comfortable. So it's right. It's, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's interesting. I, I'm just wondering uh, two things on that. One yeah. is uh, it sounds as though maybe your A-grade clients have had more than one contact with you each month over the last six or seven months. Yeah, definitely. Is, is that is that is, am I putting words in your mouth there, or is that actually how it is? You, so you don't oh, need yeah. to track and measure it because you've blown that target out. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just throwing my pen over the desk. There. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, you know, I, I'm 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 curious as to how many points of contact in the last six months have you had with your A grade clients one on one? I think certainly in that initial period through April and May, it's probably weekly for some of those. Wow. Um, fortnightly for others. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, and and if if you look at it from a commercial perspective, you could say, well, we we didn't get a return on that. But if we look at it over a longer term, say, well, actually, they've stayed with us. We will get that return on investment through the future. Yeah, and it's also emotionally made us feel better because we know we're looking after our clients for the right reason, and for them, they know they've got someone that they can talk to openly and honestly. Some of yeah, those conversations yeah. weren't even about their business it was just perhaps a chat chew the fat about various things mm. you know what's happened in the last week yeah yeah um just blow off some steam with us about perhaps their team and what was going on you know I yeah. one, has, one, it, has it not created some challenges though brendan in terms because you invest so much time in that con- client contact piece one-on-one has it not created some challenge in terms of actually getting work done and out the door um it it was frustrating at times, because I'd be um, cracking the whip in terms of operations and our own fee targets and work um, turnaround targets to sure. achieve. Sure. But the the team were, you know, stepped up to that. We didn't hit the targets, but we weren't way short. Okay. So you kind of accept. Well, hang on. They've been talking to clients. They've still been doing good stuff. Yeah, I've I've just got to perhaps give them a bit of slack while we get through this bumpy period because yes. it will it will it will come back and it and, and it and it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, you, your team are back on track in terms of uh, production output on a uh, weekly. Or yeah, weekly. I mean, a statistic we found last week when we finished October was that I think after our financial year started in April, so after three months, we were down in terms of fees about twenty percent on the previous year. Um, at the end of October, we'd clawed that back to about just over, we were 9% down. So we think, well, that's, you know, really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for, from our perspective. So you're seeing that it, it, it's progressing in the right direction. Yeah. Um, but 
you've cemented far stronger, deeper relationships with your clients, which fits with that uh, human touch focus and that build a better future focus. Again. I believe so. Yes, and and we've also, you know, I think getting out and being talking to so many clients, they've spoken to their contacts and networks. We've pushed out a lot of stuff and deciphered all the information that the deluge of data that was coming out from the government and from yeah, yeah, various yeah. other sources. And it's that has in itself pulled new clients in for us. Oh, you know, so-and-so is going to contact you because they've said they haven't heard from their, their accountant for three months. There's just an answer phone ringing. They can't yeah, get yeah, through. Yeah. They, they want someone like you who's yeah. going to talk to them. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's cemented the relationships with clients and it's also put down some markers with, with, with new prospects and some of them have come across as clients already so that's that's been good okay okay that's interesting isn't it that uh you know invest in client care keep clients win new clients Mm. um cause maybe some uh, ripples in the uh, production pond temporarily um probably clients are more accepting of that as well during you know difficult times but they appreciate the relationship contact so the net losses are are, are far outweighed by the net gains in that set in Mm -hmm. that setting by the sounds of it Okay, so um, I'm curious now, last, last question, I guess, uh, is the way the firm, your team have behaved in that relationship management piece over the last six, seven, eight months because of the virus, uh, how has it changed your view on how and you do business going forward into 21 and beyond? You know, what, what, what things have, have you and Peter concluded um, – uh, need to be the new way of working for for wooden disney as we march towards the end of 2020 into uh very soon into 2021 i think it's uh yeah various strands to that um a big part of it is we have to c- continue um contacting our clients on a regular basis right having conversations with them not just waiting for them and react and, and reacting to whatever they want or need um so yeah it's this it sounds cool you know but be proactive in, in in that respect it's um i think as well it's 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 being prepared to li- not forcing your views on clients as to what they should do it's it's really listening to the clients when you're having that interaction and what you might have to say you know with both of us have got you know 30 plus years experience in the in the profession might not be that um, te- technical, complex. It might be very s- simple, but it can be incredibly profound, and clients appreciate that. And you kind of mm. think, well, how 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 can we put value on that? We'll put value on it because um, it's taken us years and years of experience and expertise to get there. That's what we're doing, and the client's happy with the outcome. Yeah, yeah. So is is that uh, one one proactive client contact a month? the right measure for your A-grade clients in that context then, Brendan? As a minimum, yes, I think, yeah. Okay, so you think it is? So you think, you know, what what you'd already got set up and running one times a month for your A-grades, you've you've learned that uh, during tough times, uh, a higher level of contact is needed with A-grades with all clients during that difficult time. But actually looking forward, you're confident that that, once a month proactive meaningful point of contact with the client is at the right level i i yeah i really believe that because it's okay we might 
sit here and say, yes, we want to get into that advisory space and we're all waiting for that really plum project to land in our laps. Yeah. But that, I, I think that's a bit, yeah, it's great if that happens, but being realistic, that might not happen or, yeah. or is, is unlikely to happen on a regular basis. But what is more likely to happen is you're having that interaction with clients. They're going to open up and you know, I'll give you another example. What happened a couple of weeks ago, Sam is one of our newly qualified um, chartered certified accountants and he was having a conversation and he's we, we, one of these catch up calls with a, mm-hmm. with a B client and it was as simple as, well, we can't start your accounts because you've, um, you haven't reconciled your bank in QuickBooks. Oh, I don't, the client responded, I don't know how to do it. I've got time to do that. He said, well, look, we can do it. And he quoted him an astronomical figure. I don't know where he got it, but fair play to him. Yeah. And the client said, okay, just do it. And, and we're thinking, wow, you know, again, if we've not been having that regular interaction, that wouldn't have happened. And it's a simple piece of bookkeeping that's yeah, yeah, yeah. very profitable. So what what is it what is it that's prompted the client to say yes to that do you think Brendan I think it's knowing knowing us better and knowing that they can that that so there's a relationship there yeah to start with it's not yeah. somebody different phoning him every yeah. set period yeah he knows of wooden disney he knows um or other members of the team and what we're yeah. all about and I think it's, it's, it's trust, really, because we've maintained that contact with him when, when times were really tough at the outset. Yes. He knows he can't get it done himself. He's got to pay someone. He might get it done cheaper down the road from a, from a small bookkeeping firm. Yeah. But I, I guess he's, it, it's, we're a lot closer now, a lot more wedded, and you've got that, that, that phrase I hear a lot is, you know, that financial intimacy with yeah. us. So there you go, guys. Let's you can do that piece of work and I know you'll get it done. No fuss quickly sorted. I haven't got to worry and I'll go and do what I do. Well, you've you've mentioned the magic T word trust there. You know, you, you've, you've earned the right. I I like to talk Mm. about it. Have you earned the right for the client to have no qualms about just saying yes to an extra piece of work just because it needs to be done. Um, you know, yes, let's communicate with them the price in advance of doing the work so that they don't get a surprise bill for sure. Cause that, that, that downgrades trust, doesn't it? If you take mm-hmm. it that way. Um, but I love that word you use there is, um, we're, 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 we're wedded more strongly with our clients because yeah. of that, those regular points of contact, you know, what, what stood out for me on this, uh, on this discussion, uh, Brendan, is that you've, you're deadly serious about, uh, building better futures, uh, you've got evidence to prove that because you're having a regular contact with clients, A grades once a month, B grades every other month, and you, you're earning the right to levels of trust so that when extra work's needed or they've got issues that they need some help on, they're uh, they're going to speak to you about it, and which may, may or may not result in fees. But actually, you're focused on building a better future with them. So sometimes it is fee-based and sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's brilliant. Brendan, I've really enjoyed this. Um, I, I think, um, you know what, the, the people have, um, uh, firms have uh, strap lines and un, under their logos uh, and yours is real-time accountants with a human touch. And when, when I was preparing for this uh, discussion, it's like, oh, given that this podcast called Humanise the Numbers, it's just, it's almost like the perfect discussion, isn't it? You know, there's, yeah, uh, yeah. we are the numbers experts. Sorry, accountants are the numbers experts, but actually you're in a human business. And it's the mm. quality and the quantity 
of those um, touches that determine whether you establish and maintain the levels of trust, which results in, yes, additional cross-sales and yes, the client staying and yes, recommendations and referrals. And it sounds as though you're very much on the case with that. Thank you very much. Thank you, Paul. It's been great working with you today. Thanks, likewise. Cheers. You'll find more valuable discussions with the leaders, managers and owners of ambitious accounting firms at humanisethenumbers.online. You can also sign up to be notified each time a new podcast is made available. This podcast series, Humanise the Numbers, has been made possible thanks to the support of our sponsors, My Work Papers, Advanced Track, Satago and VFD Pro. Visit humanisethenumbers.online Click the logo of each sponsor and you'll hear what our podcast interviewees have to say about the sponsor's services.